Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. The CBS Evening News, coming up next. Today's CBS Evening News podcast is sponsored by Prevagen. Do you have concerns about mild memory loss related to aging? And have you thought about taking a supplement to improve your memory, but would like to hear from a pharmacist first? Now there is good news. Prevagen is the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand, so you can safely take care of yourself with confidence. Prevagen, healthier brain, better life. 2019 Pharmacy Times Survey. Statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Breaking news. The U.S. sends more Marines to protect the American embassy in Baghdad. Protesters stormed the compound two days after U.S. airstrikes on an Iranian-backed militia group killed dozens. Tonight, we get the U.S. response from the Secretary of State. Make no mistake about it. This was directed uh, by the Iranian leadership, and many of these people are designated terrorists. Also tonight, countdown to 2020. We'll go inside the New Year's security preparations in Times Square and how the rest of the world is ringing in a new decade. Wildfire catastrophe. Thousands run for the beach to escape the flames in Australia. The government is calling for help from as far away as the U.S. We are in the danger zone. House after house after house, gone. Hands off. A groundbreaking new law will let shoppers keep their personal information private. How this could soon impact every American. And profiles in service. Nora soars with the Air Force Thunderbirds and meets its only female fighter pilot. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, everyone. Nora is off tonight. I'm Major Garrett. As Americans prepare to ring in a new year and a new decade, we begin with rising tensions in the Middle East, an echo of past conflicts. Today, 
a mob forced its way onto the U.S. Embassy compound in Baghdad. It was said to be retaliation for U.S. airstrikes that killed members of an Iranian-backed militia. Some in the crowd chanted, death to America. They set fires in a reception area, but importantly, did not get inside the embassy itself. President Trump said Iran will be held directly responsible. He also spoke by phone today with Iraq's prime minister. More on the U.S. response in a moment when we speak with the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. But Holly Williams leads us off with what happened at the embassy in Baghdad's Green Zone, which we should note is the most heavily guarded part of that city. Thousands of protesters were somehow able to get past Iraqi security forces into the fortified Green Zone and reach the U.S. Embassy compound. They vented their anger with fires and with rocks. They pulled down signs, smashed a security booth and broke into an embassy reception area. Death to America, they shouted, and America is the greatest devil. The embassy is a place of plotting against Iraq, said militia leader Qais al-Hazali. This place is where all operations of sabotage have been run. Embassy guards reportedly fired tear gas and American helicopters fired flares. These marines have been sent to reinforce the embassy, but US personnel are safe and there are no evacuation plans. The violence was a response to American airstrikes on Sunday, targeting a militia group in Iraq that's backed by Iran. The US strikes killed at least 25 militia fighters and were an act of retaliation for the killing of a US citizen, an American contractor working on an Iraqi military base who died in a rocket attack last week. The US airstrikes have fueled anti-American fervor, which is never far from the surface. And the protests show the political power wielded by militia groups backed by Iran. With Iran and the US vying for influence in Iraq and tensions high, the fear is a full-blown proxy war fought in a country already steeped in blood. President Trump tweeted today that Iran will be held responsible for the violent protests and will pay a, quote, big price. But nearly 17 years after the U.S. invasion of Iraq, the embassy was attacked under the noses of Iraqi security forces. And America is competing with Iran for influence in the country. Major. Holly Williams, thank you. Also today, North Korea's Kim Jong-un issued a new warning to the United States. We spoke about that and the development in Iraq with Secretary of State Mike Pompeo in a broadcast network exclusive. What is the situation at the embassy right now? So the embassy is uh, being monitored. Uh, it's safe. Uh, the actions that we took today were prudent. Under President Trump's direction, our team worked together today to quickly, decisively, prudently take the appropriate responses to keep uh, our American people safe. How close were we to either evacuating any part of the embassy or repelling the, prote the protesters or militants by force? So we never contemplated evacuating the facility today. Uh, but the American people should know that President Trump and our team are working diligently to make sure that we keep this facility secure. To what degree were we caught off guard? No, we've, we've known for a long time uh, that there was this risk. I think it's been 40 years that the Islamic Republic of Iran has been at this, and we've watched uh, them continue to take actions. Uh, we saw them take actions that killed an American in Iraq 
just this past week, we saw the United States act decisively uh, to respond to that in a way uh, so to, to signal to them that we would do precisely what I've said, precisely what President Trump said we would do when American interests and American lives were at stake. To what degree did the Iraqi government let us down, letting them get as close as they got to the compound of the embassy? So early this morning, I made clear when I spoke with uh, the Iraqi leadership uh, that the Iraqis had the responsibility to keep our facility safe. Uh, Did they live up to that? They've responded. Uh, They brought counterterrorism forces to bear. Uh, We reminded them throughout the day of their continued responsibility. and We told them where we thought there was risk and things weren't happening the way we needed it to happen. And so um, we'll make sure they continue to live up to their obligation to help keep our facility safe. Does that mean we will not see a repeat of this tomorrow, the next day or the next day? It's a serious situation. Uh, we're watching. Uh, we'll make sure that we're doing all the things that we need to do, and we'll continue to ask the Iraqi government to do the things that they have a responsibility to do. Should the American people contemplate being on a war footing in 2020 where Iran is concerned? This is state-sponsored terror. This is Iranian-backed terrorism that took place that threatened American interests. We've taken a fundamentally different approach. We have starved them of resources. We've denied them access. We've put pressure on the Iranian leadership. And I think you see that. Let me move you to North Korea, because just before you came in, Mr. Secretary, a couple of things were announced by the state media in North Korea. One, that according to Kim Jong-un of the state media, the world will, quote, witnessed a new strategic weapon to be possessed by the DPRK, meaning North Korea, in the near future. And North Korea is ending its moratorium on nuclear and ballistic missile testing. Have you ever been more concerned about the future of U.S.-North Korean relations than you are right now? I was more concerned about it when this administration took office. Uh, we were in a place where it was very likely that we would have ended up in a war with the D- Democratic People's Republic of Korea and North Korea. Uh, President Trump has taken an approach where we've tried to develop a diplomatic pathway. We hope that the North Koreans will reconsider, that they'll continue down that pathway. Uh, it's important. It's the right solution. We want peace, not confrontation. These two announcements do not alarm you? I'm concerned about a lot of things every day, Major. Right, but I mean, this I, I have. Turn, I, I, I'll be honest. I, I, does it, I saw does it this as, like, as a turn away from where you were, the, where the U.S. and, D, and North Korea if, were. If, if Chairman Kim has reneged on the commitments he made to President Trump, that is deeply disappointing. I was there when Chairman Kim made the commitment that said he would not engage in uh, intercontinental missiles or test firing of uh, their nuclear weapons, testing their nuclear weapon systems. He made those commitments to President Trump in exchange for President Trump agreeing uh, not to conduct large-scale military exercises. We've lived up to our commitments. We continue to hold out hope that he'll live up to his as well. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much, Major. Good to see you. Good to see you as well, sir. Police in New York City say there are no credible threats against tonight's New Year's celebration. Just the same, there is a massive security presence in Times Square. Mola Lenghi on what the NYPD is doing a bit differently this year. The clock is ticking toward midnight at one of the biggest New Year's Eve parties on the planet. One and a half million people are expected to pack Times Square to see the ball drop, and they've been showing up since sunrise. Chad Krueishank got here around 5.40 a.m. I want to get a really good spot for the ball drop and the concert and everything, the whole experience. Perhaps only the NYPD has been planning longer for the party. We call it our Super Bowl. Super so th- this is it. This is the big show. This is what we wait for all year long. We look at the whole world. We look at what's evolving, what has happened, what do we need to do to be safer and better. NYPD's counterterrorism chief, Martin Matarasso, says it's all hands on deck. Thousands of police officers, both in plain clothes and uniform, securing Times Square from the ground and in the air with drones and helicopters. No, 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 no. 
There's a multi-layered screening process at all 12 entrances, and there are radiation detection, heavy weapons, and bomb squad response teams. It's going to be the safest place on Earth. Security preparations extend to celebrations around the country, from the Navy Pier in Chicago to L.A. for the annual Rose Bowl Parade on New Year's Day, making safety the first thing on their mind so it can be the last thing on yours. Well, the FBI tells CBS News there are no credible threats that they're aware of. As mentioned, security preps are a year-long process, and so the NYPD will begin planning for next year's New Year's celebration here in Times Square. As soon as the ball drops tonight, right behind us here at the Marriott Marquis Major. Well, Lenghi, thank you so much. In Hong Kong, the New Year's celebration was greatly scaled down. Just a few small fireworks were set off. The historically large fireworks display was replaced by tear gas as protesters once again filled the streets. For months, pro-democracy protesters have been demanding reforms and more freedom from mainland China. Now to an apology. Monday during the East Coast airing of our story about Congressman John Lewis being diagnosed with cancer, a photograph of the late Congressman Elijah Cummings was inadvertently labeled as Congressman Lewis, this due to a production error. We deeply regret the mistake and sincerely apologize. To Australia now, where thousands of people are trapped on ocean beaches, surrounded by wildfires that continue to burn out of control. Help is coming from as far away as the U.S. More now from Daniel Sutton of Network 10, which is our sister network in Australia. Firefighters were racing through the flames in New South Wales when their truck was surrounded by the red-hot inferno. Forcing them to use fire blankets and take shelter in their vehicle until the flames passed. There are nearly 100 fires burning across that state in what's been dubbed its worst bushfire season on record. Across Australia in the past few months, more than 12 million acres have burned... That's about twice the land area of Vermont. Record high summertime temperatures, strong winds and lightning have only made things worse. It was hell. I've never seen it come up like that. Some fled as far as they could to the beach. Thousands were trapped up and down Australia's southeast coastline, some taking refuge on boats as the smoky sky turned flame red. Australia's Prime Minister, who's been criticised for his lack of action on climate change, is sending in military aircraft to help and assist with evacuations. In Victoria State, more than 100 communities are under emergency warnings, while some have returned home to see the damage. So we were able to tell my mum and had a good cry together. I'm glad she didn't come back to look at it now. It's pretty shocking. In this street alone, nine of the 13 homes now lie in ruins. They were made of brick and steel, but they are gone. Nationwide, there are more than 1,000 properties destroyed. And Major, there is no rain in the forecast here for days. Daniel Sutton, thank you. Today, the stock markets closed out their best year since 2013. The Dow gained more than 5,000 points this year to close above 28,500. That's 22% higher than last year's close. The S&P did even better, closing up just under 29%. The Nasdaq, as we know, loaded with technology stocks, finished up a remarkable 35.2%. 2020 will bring with it a new law in California that could impact consumers across the country. It gives shoppers control over the way their personal information is used. Carter Evans explains 
how it works. Whether shopping in stores or online, retailers collect all sorts of information about you. My credit card details, my date of birth. Your location, what items you're shopping for. And a whole lot more who your family and friends are, and all of your internet search history. Many companies sell or share that information without your knowledge. I have no problem with companies profiting. I just think you should have a right to know how it's happening. Real estate developer Alistair McTaggart launched the California Consumer Privacy Act. If the company's selling your information, they're required to have a do not sell button on their website. Home Depot already has the link. Click it and you can request to see what information the company has on you. You can have them delete it or opt out entirely. Walmart and Target now also have the link. It's kind of like a panic button for your privacy. Consumer watchdog president Jamie Court says the law now gives consumers control. The big value of this law is it's a deterrent effect. It tells companies be reasonable with what you collect about our data because you're going to have to tell us. But opponents like Nicholas Ahrens with the Retail Industry Leaders Association says the state law is ambiguous and confusing. That's really the reason that you want to have one federal law that's comprehensive, that sets a clear set of rules for all consumers so that they know what to expect. California is really, I think, giving a New Year's gift to America because my bet is if it's not easy for retailers to do this just for Californians, all Americans are going to inherit these rights. And that's already beginning to happen. Microsoft, Target, and Home Depot all say they're going to apply the California privacy law nationwide. Major? Finally, a privacy panic button. Carter Evans, thanks so much. An SUV driver got that sinking feeling in eastern Pennsylvania. Surveillance video shows an enormous sinkhole suddenly opening up yesterday. As they're wont to do sometimes, it nearly swallowed the SUV. The driver suffered only minor injuries. City officials said the culprit was a water main break. Many parts of the world got a head start on New Year's. The spectacular fireworks show over Sydney Harbor went on as scheduled, though many had wanted them canceled because of Australia's devastating wildfires. In Pyongyang, North Koreans rang in the New Year with a public display for only the second time. It featured an outdoor concert and light show. In Dubai, the display was stunning at the world's tallest building, the Burj Khalifa. In Moscow, the start of the new year was missing something, snow. The city is having its warmest December since 1886. In one of our favorite stories from 2019, Nora O'Donnell got to meet a true military pioneer who flies with the Air Force Thunderbirds. But that's not all. The Thunderbirds, they love to do this, took Nora along for the ride. Here's tonight's Profiles in Service. So this is my jet. Yeah, wow. There's my name with my um, title, Opposing Solo. Major Michelle Curran, call sign Mace, is the only female fighter pilot on the Thunderbirds, the Air Force's demonstration team. Well, I'm a left-wing solo. I'm the first female to fly in that position, which is... I think one of the hardest positions to fly. Hard because Mace's job is to wow crowds with awe-inspiring aerobatics and high-speed passes. We'll do the opposing passes where we fly each other head-on. It's a very unforgiving job if you make mistakes. Really, what we do is life and death sometimes. 
From flying an F-16 to her passion for extreme sports, Mace is a thrill seeker. She flew more than 160 combat hours in Afghanistan before joining the team. Sometimes it's hard to be the only female in a squadron. Women weren't allowed to fly fighter jets in the Air Force for decades until Jeannie Marie Levitt became the service's first female fighter pilot just 26 years ago. Those women that have blazed a trail for me, they're just regular people that were driven and, you know, stepped outside their comfort zone. Do you think that's part of what you show is chase your dream, live outside your comfort zone? Absolutely. Living outside your comfort zone is something that can be scary, but that's what I found is the most rewarding. Well, flying in an F-16 is living outside my comfort zone. (laughs) You'll be fine. (laughs) What I'm looking forward to showing you is, is what the performance of the airplane is like. Lieutenant Colonel Eric Gorney, call sign Miami, is in charge of flying civilians. All right, there's Max Afterburner, 100 miles an hour. Oh my gosh, wow. Amazing. He showed me a series of maneuvers the team performs during shows. I like that one. Nice job, that's my favorite. (laughs) Spinning so fast, we created a gravitational force nine times our body weight. And now a little more pull. Pilots call it pulling nine Gs. Here come nine Gs. It felt like an elephant was sitting on my chest. Well done, Nora. What are these shows meant to do? It really shows what precision and professionalism we can demonstrate when we all work together. But beyond that, it's meant to inspire all the people that will never join the military. But if they go out and they, you know, chase a dream that they didn't think they could do because they saw what we can do, then our mission's achieved. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Major Garrett. From all of us at CBS News, Happy New Year and good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.